0: Hello beautiful souls, welcome to the Soul Nectar Podcast. I'm your guide, Nadine Hamilton, bringing you juicy and enlightening conversations surrounding all things spirituality, sexuality, and self-love. Join me as we explore topics that inspire you to consciously create your own reality, awaken to your true potential, and infuse more pleasure into your life. Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to Soul Nectar. This episode is so good. It is with one of my own mentors and teachers, Patricia Masakian. So it was extra special for me to record this one. And she played a huge pivotal role in my own journey with learning how to read the Akashic records and learning to trust my intuition. Patricia Masakian is an international speaker and the founder of the Akashic Records Institute, which is a school for spiritual development where students learn how to develop their intuition and decode the messages found in the Akashic Records. She has helped thousands of students discover their sole purpose and transform their own lives and the lives of their clients through the Akashic Records. She also created the Sacred Crystal Codes book and Oracle deck and the Akashic Realm Messengers Oracle deck. If this is not your first Soul Nectar episode, then you should know by now that I really like to jump around and dive into lots of different topics and that's exactly what I did with Patricia. So we talked about her own spiritual journey and her upbringing in Brazil. How to recognize emotions and energies that you might be carrying that are not necessarily yours and how to clear them. And also how to decipher what your emotions are telling you. How to differentiate between what your actual intuition is telling you and what you are projecting. The energetics behind manifestation, the main blocks that people are facing in their lives and what may be blocking you from fully accessing and tapping into your intuition. Finding the gifts, lessons, and opportunities during times of pain and struggles. What are the Akashic Records and who are your guides and guardians? Accessing the fifth dimension and the differences between 3D, 4D, and 5D. Dream interpretation and how to use dreams for conscious creation, manifestation, messages, and guidance. Using dreams to enhance your intuition the purpose and roles that relationships play in our lives, and especially what familial relationships are telling us and the really painful ones. The power of forgiveness and compassion for yourself and others. And then we wrapped up talking about confidence, public speaking, self-love, consistency, and comparison. I had so much fun sitting down with Patricia and I think you'll really enjoy this episode and get so much out of it. So without further ado, let's welcome Patricia Masakian to the Soul Nectar Podcast. Enjoy. So I'm sitting here with Patricia Masakian and I've been so excited for this amazing conversation. Patricia has been a huge part of my own spiritual awakening, and also has guided me through my Akashic Records journey. So she's an expert in so many topics, and it's such a treat to have you here. Welcome to the show, Patricia.
1: Hi, Nadine. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here with you. Thank you.
0: My pleasure. So the first question that I ask all of my Soul Nectar guests is... What has been the nectar for your soul? In other words, what has been nourishing you on a soul level?
1: What has been nourishing me on a soul level? It's actually the journey. I would say um, savoring the journey and uh, the journey that got me here and being gentle with myself and being curious. And, um, and of course, working with the Akashic Records impacted my life in such an, an extent that uh, what I received from it invited me to dedicate my life, to share about the records and the transformation that brought for my life and the life of so many like you that, mm-hmm. are, uh, that are in our community.
0: Mm, so beautiful. Oh, that's such a good reminder. And I think that's something we hear all the time. Like it's the journey, focus on the journey, not the destination. And we might just brush it off, but it really is so important to live your life like that. Otherwise, you're constantly stressing about the future and not in the present moment. So such a beautiful reminder. And so in the intro of this episode, I will have already given a little overview of your bio and what you offer. But could you go a little bit deeper and tell us about your upbringing and your own spiritual journey? So have you always been so tapped into the mystical and spiritual realms? Or is this something that was more that happened in your adult life?
1: Mm, that's such a good question. I would say I was, I've always been unconsciously tapped into that. And um, and at the same time, I'm from Brazil and, um, you know, Brazil is this, Um, amazing uh, cultural country and that is a a lot of, um, you know, spirituality is the way of being and I I pretty much grew up with, um, you know, going with my father, you know, he used to participate in um, like shamanic events in brazil so you know being you know i was brought up in a world where you know um, I, I i've seen everyone around me channeling and connecting with spirits and and creating a whole like like dance of communion so it it, it was it, it was part of my upbringing yet um I, I, you know, part of my journey is to separate because I was always like very, you know, with, I'll say like, you know, antenna. I had that big parabolic antenna and I was, and I, and I didn't had the, you know, the hand held in to actually understand those gifts and um, to know, you know, the best path. So I grew up like, extremely 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 high sensitive which means that and when you don't know you know all of us we are all sensitive but but when you don't know the difference between because you're so sensitive you can pretty much um you know absorb other people's way of being other people's thoughts other people's fears or worries so i growing up with my mother is uh, she is bipolar and schizophrenic so Imagine having all that and thinking that is you. It, it is part of you because, you know, you were you a little sponge as you growing up. But that, that access, you know, it created for me to, for, for a long time growing up, you know, looking at that beautiful gift of sensitivity that I have as a curse, not as a gift. Because mm-hmm. I did not know, you know, that brought me to, you know, embrace an identity of victimhood, of not owning my power, and uh, and and you know, highly, highly sensitive, and not knowing how to how to deal with those emotions that were not even mine to begin with. <laughs> and so, um, so today, you know, I I learn how to actually tap into that gift, and that is one of the things you know when you experience an akasha clearing. I'm doing exactly that. I'm tapping into uh, past, you know, those that will, that are meant to receive that, that group clearing past, present and future. I'm tapping into the thoughts and the emotions and the triggers, but I'm doing the right way. I'm doing to help them to clear that. So um, it's, it's very interesting. So even though you know, most of us are intuitive. Most of us have, you know, a lot of gifts, intuitive gifts available. um It's important to educate yourself and 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 allow that journey takes you to to the, the opportunities, right? The the teachers that show up along the way in many different forms, right? In our lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. That's incredible. Yeah, something that comes up a lot in the Akashic Records readings that I give. Clients is um, that they're holding on to thoughts and emotions and energies that don't belong to them. They're not theirs to carry. And sometimes when I, when I tell them that, that's the first time that concept has ever been told to them. They've never realized that before. So how can people begin to identify and differentiate between what they're holding on to that's not theirs and what is theirs to hold on to?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. Well, you gotta start. Um, so, the first thing is that there's, I think, like, it's almost like three steps, right? <laughs> so, step number one is to uh, be aware of, um, you know, your emotions. Your emotions will tell you if you're feeling upset, frustrated, blaming others, right? You know, if you put putting your energy, basically, if you are putting your energy outside of yourself, or you know, feeling emotions that push you away from your vision—it's mm-hmm. already um, you know, you know, the awareness of hey, something needs. Let's stop. Let's take a let's take a little step back and let's. Ooh, all right, what's happening, right? <laughs> so that first would be like first, be aware of that, and then and then you know, start. Then the next step is to be curious about that. You know, is this really mine? Is this coming from someone else? Right. And then um, and then once you are aware of that, then you can clear the energy. I do, uh, you know, it, I, I, I teach a process where you clear the center of your head. You know that you learn that.
0: I did but, it before this interview.
1: <laughs> yes, nice. So that helps you to clear from your head you know other people's thoughts other people's judgments other people's thoughts about you even when they care about you they could be worried about you and then they will emanate that worry to your energy and then you're going to start feeling worried they don't even know why you're worried right mm-hmm. so first of all is be aware then clear you know we do have a technique to help with that then the next step is to you know once you you clear what is not yours You need to create space to listen listen to your intuition what is yours right and and the the best place is to actually stop listen you know be be still in your body and start observing those thoughts and, and 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 allow that to fade in being present with that you're going to start listening to your intuition and and then from there, then you take action, you know, on what came to you through to your intuition and not from the information from outside.
0: Mm, so well said. Yeah, something you mentioned in the beginning reminded me of a really big realization that I've had in my spiritual awakening is when when things are happening in our external environment and we're saying that happened and that's why I'm angry. That's why I'm sad. That's why I'm this and that. Of course, people and events can be harmful and inflict pain and oppression. At the same time, by doing that, most of the time you're giving your power away and you're saying that that person is responsible for my happiness and my energy and my mood instead of taking that power back and saying that's something that I generate within myself. Yeah. I love how you worded that. And then also Another big realization I had was energetic hygiene and clearing your energy every day. We focus so much, of course, on physical hygiene and taking baths and showers, but we forget about energetic hygiene and remembering that we have these energy bodies that need to be cleared and cleansed. Um, So that's so essential. So for people who are just starting to connect to their intuition for the first time and they're struggling with deciphering between what's their intuition and what is a projected thought or something that they're making up, how can they differentiate between what is actually their intuition?
1: Mm -hmm. Great question. So once again, you tune into how you're feeling anytime you have an idea or a thought, uh, when and you know being aware is the first step right Bravo. as you the more you're aware you are with curiosity just observing you're going to notice that when it comes when it comes from the intuition it comes almost like um a breeze and it's like a, a assertiveness it feels good it comes with the feeling good when it comes from a thought most of the time will come with you know, the contraction energy like uh, fear, worry, scarcity, comparing yourself, doing something because you think you should be doing instead of what you are lying to do. So it comes from. And again, it also in a way, it comes from observing outside of yourself. Right. Uh, comes from looking at what, you know, uh, where you are and, and, and feeling frustrated, but it's not where you think it should be. Right. So. Uh, for me, is this difference of, um, you know, it's, it's almost like a certain peaceful idea when it comes from my intuition. And I know that it's coming from my conscious mind when it comes with, you know, outside, um, some sort of rush or outside, um, outside need or reference.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. For me, I totally agree for me when I get an intuitive hit, it just feels like natural and soothing um, instead of feeling, I don't know, intimidating or scary in some way. So that's a great way to decipher between the two. Mm -hmm. And can you speak a little bit about the energetics of manifestation? So what what do you wish that people knew about manifestation when it comes to anything really, whether it's money or a lifestyle that they want?
1: Um, I would say that um, you, you know, it, it, it's this combination of when you wanted to manifest something, the biggest, the biggest issue that, that the, the biggest thing that can be on the way is the rush is like the, you know, allow yourself to, to, to look at what you don't have and feel frustrated because it's not there. Right. And it becomes, you know, comes from from ego, from, um, you know, trying to belong or, you know, uh, coming from a different place, from the place that you are now. And um, and it's like a lot of people try to try, you know, it's almost like they doubt themselves that they can manifest the thing. Right. And, and the thing is, you know, one of the, the reasons of that is that anytime you're trying you know trying to manifest manifest when you want something you know at the same time that you put that energy that thought energy of what you want we create a minds create with polarity so your fears of not getting there or even like your unconscious desires of you know of of actually enjoying the not having which is kind of like weird, like, hey Patricia, how come? But I want that. Yes, you want that, but because you haven't created that, that is that is part of the struggle or the present situation that you are uh, you are enjoying that even unconsciously. So it's it's a combination of both the mind polarity, and that is something in the present situation that you are repeating that that you're blocking in your flow because you know, old agreements, unconscious. Fears of actually having that, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so one of the things that can help here is to first record, you know, go through and 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 clear, unfold that. And this is one of the things that you can do with a akashic record session is to helping the client to. to to separate that that deep fear that is the deep desire that is creating what you don't want, that comes from old agreements, maybe from this life, maybe from a past life in your Akashic records that it's almost like unconsciously yourself punishing yourself by not having that that you desire. Um, and And then making that manifestation hard which makes the ego be like, see,
0: (laughs) see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, Um, that brings up a couple more questions for me. The first one is, what do you think is the main thing or things that are blocking people from accessing their intuition or manifestation? Like what in your sessions, what do you find to be the main blocks that people are facing in their lives?
1: I would say the main blocks is Entertaining impatience.
0: Mm.
1: Impatience is expensive, <laughs> very expensive. Because uh, what happens is make people give up before they try. Mm. Right? If you, you know, if you learn something new, let's give an example of you know, you wanted to be um, you wanted to be the best Akashic practitioner, you wanted to, you know, deliver a very powerful session, right? So you come, you learn how to access the records and then you have not developed your intuition yet to decode the messages and then you tell yourself didn't work right so you are you are you're using you know the the very first time and you're being impatient and you are creating a reality of it doesn't work Right. Mm-hmm. Or let's, you know, that can work in any area. Let's say you start learning Facebook ads. Right. And you do Facebook ads and you're like, you know, four days after that you start that it's not working. Right. So there are things that need that are everything in life needs in order to be the best of what you do. You need to practice. You need to be consistent. You need to not be. Um, and the other thing, especially with manifestation and not trying to control the results. Because if, if you haven't achieved the result that you think in your mind that you wanted to achieve, it's because there's something in the present that needs your attention, your gratitude, it needs you to actually be like, Yeah, I actually like not having that in, in a certain in a certain level, right? And so by by learning to really embrace the present, really embrace, you know, the what you are experiencing that is not what you want yet, but there is something that needs your attention. And when you really clear that charge that is causing that dissonance, then the things open up. And, uh, but but, you know, I would say, I would call all that, that comes under the impatience. If you're impatient, you're going to be like almost there and you're going to give up and you're going to start from scratch. And then you're going to create this loop that you never get where you want to get because you're always sabotaging yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah. When I, when I first started um, your Akashic records certification course in the beginning, I faced a lot of frustration and a lot of impatience because I had this Expectation that I would open the records and it would be balloons and my whole spiritual team would be there to have a party and <laughs> like welcome banners, but that was not my experience at all. It felt like dead silence, and I was like, Am I doing this right? Do I even have Akashic records and all of these things? And I think, especially when it comes to learning energetic modalities like the Akashic records or any form of energy healing, really, it's such It's such a different process than learning something that's tangible that you can see in the 3D physical world and you can kind of visually see your steps and like, okay, I'm making progress. But with the energy world and the spiritual realms, it takes such a massive element of trust and of faith and really dedicating yourself to the practice Um, and also viewing it as something that needs to be strengthened it's a skill it's not something that just comes right away so yeah patience has been so huge for me in this journey
1: and it's like like a fine tuning like when you're trying yeah. to station in, in the radio right you're fine tuning you're slowing down to pay attention you're slowing down to notice what is there that we're not paying attention and nowadays right with um you know, like developing intuition and manifesting and, and working with the records. that all comes from the same umbrella of you need to slow down, slow down to speed up, right? So it's slowing down and seeing what is what is calling my attention, you know to and and the more you do that, you find it that it's there. So but it, it is a process that does require practice and you showing up for yourself mm-hmm. and being curious and not, not taking ownership of that impatience like right and um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah and again about the journey um really savoring the journey and having fun with it just being lighthearted and playful with it instead of being so serious and by this date i have to be a perfect akashic records reader or whatever it is yeah mm-hmm. yeah and do you do you think it's ever possible to clear completely clear all karma, all contracts, all agreements, and then we're cleared and we're healed? Or do you think it's constantly this ongoing process that we're always going to have more things to clear?
1: Yeah, uh, great question. I am the first one to lift my hand and say, ain't Buddha myself. I'm <laughs> not Buddha, <laughs> right? So <laughs> I think I think that is, that is a gift in to give yourself permission to be human and to and to know that every single um every single opportunity that we have in our lives it's an opportunity to grow from the experience or to stay stuck right so i find that there is and i i, I seen it myself that is there are layers right and once we pull a layer there is another layer and but those layers i see them as all gifts they are they are they are helping shaping our soul to when we get to become like Buddha, which I know in my, you know, I, I give myself permission to be human and it makes, makes life so much easier and makes you so much more approachable too. Because, um, you know, those of us that are here, they have a mission here to help others. Uh, the more human you are, the more you, you model what is possible for them. Right. So I find that when you tr- those the people that are trying to be perfect, that it's my way or the highway or it's they have so much more to learn, even though they don't think they do. Right. So I find and I and I love that there is always a surprise There is always, you know, you can always surprise yourself. You can always learn something different about yourself. You can always give yourself permission to get it wrong and to get up and continue moving forward, right, Mm -hmm. to develop deeper compassion for yourself and others that are on this path with you.
0: Totally. And remembering that our souls came here to be human and to experience the humanness and the, the bumps in the road and both the joy and the pain. Yeah, we came here into the 3D physical world to experience all of that polarity. And in those moments, where it's so painful and you're in despair and it's like, why would I ever sign up for this? <laughs> um, it might be hard to remember that, but it really is all part of the journey, not just the rainbows and butterflies.
1: <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and I, and I would always, any, anytime I'm in that place, I would always bring myself to a place of curiosity. And you can, you know, that can be something simple as stating, I wonder what opportunities are going to come out from this situation, right? Because when you really anchor that everything, it's always working in your favor, even the hard situations that we go through, you know, when we go through and when we are not, you know, when you understand that the more you complain about it, the more you're going to continue anchoring your reality. But when you like open yourself to actually receive that and to really be uh, in the place that, huh, I'm curious to, you know, I wonder when the answer for this, I wonder, what, you know, what opportunities are going to open up from this, everything changed.
0: Yeah, totally. Like realizing, yes, this is so painful, and it hurts so much. And I give myself permission to fully feel it and express it. But also realizing what's the lesson in this? What am I learning? How am I growing? What? was already within me that is now able to be released because of this trigger or this event that came up. So it really is all a gift and is all a part of the evolution for sure. And also remembering that I think some people both in the spiritual path or just the healing path in general, they might get fixated on all of the different healing modalities and methods and teachings that are out there. And they might think, I can't start my dream relationship, or I can't start my dream job, or I can't live the lifestyle that I desire until I heal every single part of me. But like you mentioned, that might not be possible. Like Things are always going to keep coming up as long as we're in these 3D physical human bodies. So giving yourself permission to still go for it and to still start the relationship, start the job, go try to live your dream life and you don't have to wait until everything is healed or fixed.
1: Absolutely. And business is, you know, have your own business is the yes. biggest gift to self-growth <laughs> to grow everything because um, you know, if you start now where you are, you're going to attract the clients that need you where you are and, and that relationship will feed both ways. So as you grow and evolve, you're going to start noticing that you're attracting clients that are also in that level that you are now. And so everything is part, you know, you need to have, you know, as you go through life and life teaches you, you bring that to your work. You, you know, everything is, is part and everything that is happening in the life, relationship, business, inside the house and all that, it's all part, you know, that that is that is helping that can be uh, the fuel for your business and your life and vice versa.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to be meditating in the mountains to have the awakening and the spiritual experience. It really is the moment to moment, day to day when you're online at the supermarket, practicing patience and waiting and compassion integrating that into the day-to-day and not just for the quote-unquote more spiritual moments exactly honestly before the the past year I never ever considered or imagined starting a business and I had a pretty limiting mindset towards people who desired money and wealth and business and I thought that was I don't know shallow or superficial and in order to be a good person I had to I don't know, I had to live off of very little and starting a business and putting myself out there in this way has surprisingly been such an integral part of my own spiritual journey and tapping into my gifts and activating my voice and seeing like what kind of clients I want to attract. So I love everything that you said about incorporating business into also your spiritual journey.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to make a 180 turn, (laughs) but I wanted to ask you, could you explain what are the differences between our Akashic guides and guardians and our other spirit guides? Like what are the similarities and differences and when should we contact and work with either of them?
1: So um, just to be clear in the question, you're asking about the difference between your Akashic Records guides, and mm-hmm. like uh, some sort of mediumship work where you channel the message of your guides.
0: Is that what you're talking mm-hmm. about? Okay, yeah, perfect. like, yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, perfect. So, um, so the way that I see it is, we are here in this, you know, let's talk about dimensions, so we can get there, right? We are here in this three-dimensional world, everything is solid, there is the matter, and there is a huge polarity that is right, wrong, you know, um, everything is solid, people need to see things to believe, and it's like, you know, like heavy energy, (laughs) right? And so um, when we go, when when we have access, right, and the more you develop, the more that access gets stronger, uh, to connect with your Akashic Records guides, which your records contains the records of your soul. And um, and it's, it's, a, it's a combination of all your wisdom and uh, everything that you learn, everything that all your lessons that you had and your your, your path, your soul mission, right? And the, in order to tap into the records, regardless if it's yours or your client's, uh, you needed to consciously, you know, allow part of your consciousness to reach what we call the fifth dimension, right? So we are here. So this process, while we are here in the third dimension, we are, um, you know, part of your consciousness is stepping into the wisdom of the records. In the case, if you're going for yourself or your client. And, 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 and as, in, in order for your consciousness to go through that journey, um, of course, you have to move through the frequencies to move through the dimensions. so we have a third dimension, then we have the fourth dimension, then we have the dimension of the records and the biggest difference for the dimension of the records is that it's pure surrender. The guides of your records—they are not going to relate with uh, the duality of fear, of um, the, the the duality of time in the way that we are um, in the way that we see time. So, in my experience, is the highest integral form of frequency of of you know tapping into that higher source right and, uh, and 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 the wisdom that you that you get comes based in trust into like pure truth right um and, and I say that because I do, you know, I also do, uh, I also developed, you know, channeling and, and other kinds of, but anytime I'm working with with channeling, I'm kind of moving, you know, the the guides will still come from that perspective of the duality, which is more like fourth dimension. So, uh, you know, uh, shamanism, Wicca, you know, psychic development, mediunity, it's you, you're tapping into the frequency of fourth dimension, which it helps people, but it's, but, it's also, but it's almost like it comes from the charge of still good and evil and, um, you know, that polarity. So it's about, you know, what frequency you wanted to tap into it. I choose, and that is no better or worse. It's like it's, you know, in any way, one is better than another. But, uh, but, I, but I choose to tune into the highest frequency of truth, surrender, and faith. Um, and, and anytime I'm, I'm tapping into it the, the wisdom and the support that that I receive you know aligns in my heart with my mission in this lifetime mm. So that that is the basic difference is like the you know um, it's like not having the you know the charge of uh, putting people in, in, a, in a particular, you know, good, bad, you know, good spirits, bad spirits. We don't have that when we go straight to working with the records.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's so good to keep in mind because some people who have just heard about the Akashic Records for the first time, their initial reaction might be, wow, what are you talking about? Everything I've ever done has been recorded. (laughs) And they might get really nervous, but it exists in this dimension where there's absolutely no judgment whatsoever so that's that's something that's really important to keep in mind and also very reassuring
1: yes and 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 for and and for you to get to the place where um where you know as a practitioner when you are delivering the sessions that you deliver of akashic records as you work on that non-duality, which is what, what we, the more you tap into the fifth dimension of the records, the more you anchor that neutrality, the non-duality, and the easier your life is, because you're no longer, you know, self-guilt tripping yourself or others, because you learn, you, you know, you, you, you have this perspective of see that, you know, we all done You know, we we get it right, we get it wrong, we fall down, we get up. And the more you give yourself, bring that into your life and um, and really bring that to your clients, too, because, you know, a lot of these, you know, a lot of other forms of, let's say, you know, tapping into sources or spirits or, you know, it comes so into that, you know, ego based answers. Right. Uh, and, and it creates that dependence on people that um, it's almost like some people and we see this as something that we educate the clients that comes to us and to our clients. You know, we educate them to it's not about showing up to an Akashic record session and asking what's going to happen. So you just tell me what I want to hear, and then I'm gonna sit on my couch and it's going to happen. And uh, and when you right. So and the 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 real gift of an Akashic record session is to help the client to awaken their power to create any reality they wanna create and live from themselves, manifest anything. It's like the 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 sky is the limit, if, right? Because you an Akashic records session will empower you to awaken the power to create your reality and not to depend on you know what you know what what is going to happen because truly as you look to the Akashic records of the future it's all probabilities and it's all variations that is going to happen depending on How how the person is you know surrendering and taking action and surrendering and 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 moving through life with curiosity and with um you know not putting things on black and white.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, one of the biggest gifts that the Akasha Guggers has given me, as you mentioned in the beginning, was perspective and being able to see my life and myself and my relationships and situations from this bird's eye view instead of being so in it. And so caught up with all of the emotions and the pain that's coming up, but really stepping back and seeing what was the root of this, what caused this and where is this path taking me? And also, I love that you mentioned that in an Akashic Record session, yes, you can ask about the future, but it's all different possibilities and probabilities. Nothing is set in stone, which is so beautiful and exciting because now you have this heightened awareness that there's infinite paths in front of you. And right now in this moment, you have the opportunity to select exactly which path you want to go down and, and intentionally choose what version of yourself you want to step into. So yeah, the Akashic records is so empowering and I've loved working with them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for people who have not been trained to read the Akashic Records, or maybe they don't feel ready to get a session yet, are there any ways, any techniques, any modalities that they can do in order to reach the fifth dimension?
1: I would say just go to the source. Just learn to access the records as, and, and, and develop your intuition stuff something that you can do at the same time. Uh, basically develop your intuition will help you to decode the messages that you're receiving, but anyone can access the records. It's a matter of practice, right? Mm. As you, as you, as you just go to the source, learn to access the records, develop your intuition so you can decode the message that you're receiving. Mm.
0: And I'm curious, how did the Akashic records come into your life? Is it something that you always knew about since you were little?
1: Beautiful question. So it's it's it was an interesting experience, and I had some um, I had some I had some contacts with the records, not knowing that I was contacting the records, um, and uh, it was it came in different in different parts in my life. One when I was a, a child, I was about seven years old, and then was. Um, was like back I think like about 20 years ago I was living in the United States I had moved from Brazil to the U.S. and I was and that was like the the end of my tunnel (laughs) kind of like I reached like the, the hole the hole the hole the hole and then at that time I was um I was working at a company, I was driving to work, and I was having like a, I started having a panic attack in the middle of the freeway, like 70 miles an hour, and I had to put my car to the side of the road, and that was like the, you know, that was when, that was the biggest gift, and yet the hardest day of my life, right, and that was actually when I was, uh, when I really understood where I was taking my life, that was when I got the first awareness that I was, I was living my life based on the, the, what I, what I learned, you know, the beliefs that I inherited, or, you know, seeing life through other people's, through other people's thoughts and, and all that that I shared in the beginning, so at that moment, I didn't, I had no idea what I was going to do, but I was like, I knew, I was like, that's it. Like I, I, at that moment in the freeway, I was just seeing my life, you know, flashing the in, the, in the in front of my eyes. And I was like, I don't want the life. I don't want it to, to get to, you know, to become that person that I was becoming, you know, looking at everything as I was the victim and everything was happening to me and blaming others. And I, so I knew something had to change. And at that moment, I heard, you know, it's time to start, it's time to stop looking for answers outside of myself and it's time to look inside. So, so through that um, following days were a little difficult, but I, I think within a day or so, I had a dream. And in that dream, I saw, um, I saw a group of grandmothers and it's almost like, you know, grandmothers like personality, they were like all dressed in white. And, um, and they told me, like, all I remember from that dream is, like, they told me, we are taking care of it, right? And I, and I remember that that dream reminded me of uh, something that I experienced when I was seven at a time in my life. And it, in, when I woke up, I just woke up with this sense of, trust and you know and flow literally and uh and then things started and I continue moving forward in life and things started there was you know a class of massage a class of meditation and so I started going through you know um learning different things and I at that time I decided to quit my I had a design job I had decided to quit my job and I opened a massage studio (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like going crazy, and um, and through that I specialize in something called uh, craniosacral therapy, craniosacral therapy, which uh, you work with. Um, at that work, you you spend time like you know tuning into the body and giving space for the client body to process energy and memories and shift, right? And and as I was at the end of this work, we we'll, we'll do a hold on the neck of the person. And that's when I started getting flashbacks. Of uh, it's almost like the that is these um, you know parts of memories. When we don't work on those memories, those memories can be, could be like not even in your records, but it's memories from this lifetime that is like just running around your aura because it's the person did not know how to deal with it, and then they just shovel the feelings in the body, and then that that you know that memory is running around the body and triggering. So it is part of the memories of this lifetime. So I wasn't tapping into their records of their soul. I was tapping into, you know, clairvoyance, tapping into the memories of this lifetime. And then I would talk about these memories that I was connecting with. And through that, the body starts shifting and they started healing and things start changing their lives and uh, i am a person that i love to go in depth and study so i start studying and then i start studying about the akashic records and and i started you know at the same time that i was developing my intuition things start you know converging until i um i learned to access the akashic records i went to a training it was um the, the person that taught. she doesn't teach anymore but it was a very complicated Uh, technique and so you gotta get yourself up in a ball and then go to the moon and the left of the moon and then you could not access your records you only could access the records of others like very complicated Uh, but but i did that process that's you know i was like well let's do this let's practice and experience that and and the more i i you know i practice more and more my akashic records guides start revealing themselves to me and then that's when I channeled the program that I started, you know, the, the way of accessing the records that is the program that we teach in the Akashic Institute. So, but it came from that path. And then, um, and then I, I learned that, you know, through working with my guides, I learned that we have the records of our body and we have the records of our soul. So everything that you're learning in this lifetime, you are, as you have those memories and those memories have triggers, you, if you don't resolve those, you just shovel those triggers in your body. Like I'm not good enough, you know, whatever the things that you tell yourself, the agreements that you tell yourself from those memories that you're creating, right? And that goes, that it stays in your body until, um, and part of that goes a Xerox to the memories, to the records of your soul. So, um, so I started working on that. I started working on myself and the biggest thing that I learned from work, you know, and that's, you know, the moment that I said, that's it, you know, uh, was when through this work, I was able to open to start the healing process for myself and my mother. was when I anchored the um, compassion for my mother and I really understood the the gift that she gave me and that um, everything that I did, you know, moving countries, (laughs) it was all because of that gift. And, um, and, and I really understood, you know, I was really able to separate things to no longer judge, to not blame and, and see that it's, you know, there are going to be those villains in our life that actually take upon the paper of the villain in our lives for love for us so that that uh, that shifted everything for me in all my relationships and it was the moment that this you know i understood that this was meant to be shared and uh, and so many people are living in in, in hardships, in you know, and, and keeping grudge and, and with themselves and with others, and not giving themselves permission to really, you know, let it go of all that and uh, and see what is important. And so uh, that was the moment that I I decided I did, I'm going to dedicate my life to to share about the Akashic Records to empower others to empower us because I can't do it all by myself, right? And then I attract amazing people like you, and Adini mm-hmm. that are now, you know, transforming lives with your work with the Akashic Records also.
0: Wow. Oh, I have chills. That was so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that incredible yeah. story. Wow. There's so many different questions that just came up for me. Um, the first one is when you were talking about your relationship with your mother and your newfound compassion for her another huge thing besides patience what we were talking about that i've noticed is blocking a lot of my clients and was also blocking myself is forgiveness and compassion so what i mean of course it's so subjective on the individual but what role do you think our relationships play in our lives especially our family relationships like and the painful ones, like what is that trying to teach us? What can we learn from these painful relationships?
1: Yeah, um, we, have, we have many different contracts with many people. Yeah. A <laughs> big Italian family, right? So, <laughs> so they all went to Brazil. But, um, but I, I find that every single relationship in our lives, it's, you know, and, and especially the ones that most challenge us are the ones that most love us, are the ones that, for love, will accept the paper to be the villain in your life. Um, and, uh, and, and it doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not gonna be upset still with the person, but, but it's opening pathways, it's opening um, opportunity to journey within your soul, within, you know, your mission, to To really, um, to really shift, to, to change. I had a, I had a client that she she was going through a mentoring, and then um, in the middle of the mentoring, her husband left her, right. And at that time, she you know she had, she felt like a like a fly in the wall. Like she had no voice. She didn't have to work, and she she was just you know moving through life right, not, um, and when he left her, she, um, because of that shift, and uh, we were working together, I helped her too, but because of that shift, she, she was just doing Akashic cracks for curiosity, right, but then because of that, she started actually working with it, and she started uh, working with clients, and she started changing, and it's almost like her life got meaning, because before her meaning was just, know take care of the husband it wasn't she she put it all in that relationship and the fact that he left her was for love you know it, it doesn't mean that you know whatever he did or whatever his thoughts but deep down we do things for love for others right even when we make we become the villain Right. And then, uh, you know, and now she's changing lives. She found someone that is now in alignment with where, where she is and she's very happy. So but for the longest time, you know, um, that person that, you know, had an agreement to show up in her life and be the husband for a while and and create the hurt and everything that he created so that she could dive deep and find her power and shift her situation. Right. So every single person that challenges us is a gift when you really choose to see that and um, mm. and in it, and it, and it unconsciously it's also like because both of you need that healing both of you need uh, that and 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 forgiveness makes a huge paper on that because anytime you're not forgiving someone not saying everyone have to forgive you have to get ready to be ready but anytime you you hold that grunge or resentment you are blocking your flow for your life right and um it was very beautiful to see like how she shift her relationship and created her reality, created a husband and adored her and created an owner. She attracted in her life. She didn't create him, uh, but, but everything changed. And and she today changes a lot of lives and she actually helps women in transition from divorce and all that with the Akashic records. So it's really cool. Wow.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And <laughs> at least not everyone believes this, but I believe that our souls did um, select our families. It it wasn't random. I think it was consciously and intentionally done so that our souls could evolve and grow and learn very specific lessons. So it's not about maybe if someone has um, a family member who they have a really hard time getting along with, you don't necessarily have to be best friends with them and talk to them every day and hang out with them all the time, but it's more about... How can I wholeheartedly accept this person for who they are and accept the place that they are in their own journey? Because it's going to be a different place from where you are on your journey.
1: Yes. Receive them. And the thing about forgiveness, it doesn't mean that the other person, you don't have to agree that the other person is right. Right. You have to, you have to clear that charge within yourself and allow others to be what they are and the choices that they have in life. But as long as you're no longer, you're not, you're not getting off your lane because of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, I'm always so blown away by your wisdom. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you so much for all of this. Yeah, incredible sharing. Before we start to wrap up, I have two questions that I really wanted to get to. The first one, when you were speaking about your own journey with the Akashic Records, you mentioned that really powerful dream that you had with the women in the circle around you. And a lot of people in my Instagram community were curious about, and myself, the interpretation of dreams. And what do you think, why do you think we have dreams? What do they mean? And how can we start to interpret them?
1: Yes. And I actually forgot, like I shared that because of, you know, that happened. And then when I had my first journey to the records, it's that feeling came up and those true memories in my life anchored. And that's when I knew I had the certainty. That was, uh, I forgot to share that, but that, that was, you know, that was the, the continuation of, you know, why I shared that before. Yeah. Uh, but so you, the question is how the dreams influence our life. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Like what, what do you think, what are our dreams? Like, are, is that our souls trying to communicate a message to us and how can we start to interpret the meaning of them?
1: The way that I see it, it's a combination. It's not all, It is, you know, it is your soul. So when you when you dream, uh, first thing you do, you process your your experience of the day. So part of the dream, it's a processing. Of the, the the what you experience in that day, and that's why sometimes you get like confusing dreams, and you just like you know uh, depends on where you are in your course. So part of the dream is a process of your what you experience in your day, and then other parts of your dreams is you know you travel, your soul travels as you dream, and then it can go um, it can go to places to learn. You go to the records, you go to different places that you need to go. Um, so you can you can continue learning literally in your dream. Um, and then the other thing is that sometimes you bring messages, you bring messages as you as you go and evolve, you can bring a to your day. One thing that um, I, I, I can share and everybody can start playing with is when you go to sleep, you think about you call your higher self. Higher self is you If Bigger understanding of where you are is like the bigger part of your soul, past, present, that anchors the past, present, and future. In a way, it's you know, it's your um, you know, it's your guardian, your yourself, right? This deeper understanding. All you need to do is call your higher self, and then tune into what you wanted to create, and then you you know, you open to let's say you know something that you want so you call yourself and and, and anchor that connect with the image of that that you wanted to manifest and then you surrender and then when you wake up you know spend some times meditating or tuning into your body and notice let your intuition what you do the more you do this your intuition you are going to have one inspired action that you're going to put into so you're going to through your intuition like you know a, a person, a client that I haven't seen in a long time is going to come to you and then, you know, you are going to think about them. So then send them a message. Or so it's like, you know, just tune into the one inspiration that is going to come in the next day, which will come from the work you did with yourself in your dream. Mm. So, but, you know, in a nutshell, it's a combination and it can bring messages but you also can process your day-to-day. One good thing to do about dreams, if you wanted to start, you know, merging that reality uh, for, for that manifestation and put into practice this, is to have like a notepad next to your bed. And as soon as, or, or the phone, sometimes I do with my phone, I leave it open in the notes. And as soon as you wake up, like just don't move much and just write everything that, you, that, you, that, you, that it came in your dream. And then start, you know, and then start having a diary and going through your day and noticing when, when, you know, when things start merging together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was one of my favorite parts of the Akashic Records course that mm-hmm. you um, guide us through is the part about dreams and especially dream journaling and figuring out the mm-hmm. patterns. And also it was so... It was such a huge piece of me building my intuition and my clairsentience and also my clairvoyance, because in my dreams, I would try to tap into all of the textures and colors and visuals and sensations. And then when you start to write that down, when you wake up in your waking life throughout the day, that will enhance as well. Very cool. And then the other question I really wanted to ask you is I remember you saying to us in the course that towards the beginning of your career, public speaking was something that made you pretty nervous and that you weren't totally comfortable with. And now you're this incredible public speaker and you're putting yourself out there and on all these different social media platforms. So do you have any tips or advice for people who want to step into that confidence and putting themselves out there more? Mm
1: -hmm. Great question. Um, Is there, uh, you know, the main thing is to, work on yourself, right, you know, like recognize that, you know, what is coming up when I wanted to do this or when I wanted to do that, is that fear, so there may be an agreement there, you know, work through that agreement, Um, you can work, you know, on yourself, you can work with an Akashic practitioner, Nadine is right here, you can work with Nadine, you know, to help you to clear those old agreements, because if it's coming up, it's coming up because, you know, unconsciously, you don't want that. So we got to work into getting to both, getting you there, right? And then the next thing is the consistency. It's shifting, you know, showing up, you know, aligning with your purpose, your purpose here, what it is that you're here to do, and having the consistency. Specifically in lives, one of the things that the mindset that changed everything for me was at that time when I started my business, I, was, um, I would do like a webinar in Portuguese and one in English. And then the one in Portuguese I would attract, uh, let's say, because Portuguese is my main language. So I was a lot more comfortable speaking in my main language. And I would attract like 3000 people in the webinar and then 300 on the webinar in English. And I would be like doing the lives and I would be noticing a lot more people in Portuguese and not as many people in English. And so I started comparing myself and judging myself. I was comparing myself with myself in the other language, right? And and then, you know, working with my records, something shifted. Because I was, you know, what I learned from my guides, from my records is that, you know, I was looking through the wrong angle. I was looking to comparison, right? The worst thing you can do is compare yourself with yourself or others. Um, but then I, they helped me to align with my purpose. So today, you know, when I do a live, no matter it's for one person or a hundred people. Every time I go in or I do an event or if I speak an event for a thousand people, whatever that is, I go in. When I'm preparing myself, I anchor that if I show up and I impact the life of one person, I am on purpose. And that changed everything because I'm no longer worried about how a thousand people will react right? Because of course, (laughs) there will be a lot. There will be judgment. There will be like people that like people that don't like doesn't matter. But my focus is in the one person that will have their life changed by one word, by one thing that we bring, by one awareness. And that's my purpose. And when I really anchor that, the crazy thing is that both English and Portuguese, I never, I leveled up. Today, it's like, I get the same. Uh, Actually, the business in English is actually ahead of the business. So, yeah.
0: Amazing. Oh, yes, that's such, such good advice and so beautiful. Yeah, for me, a big fear that was holding me back for a long time was the fear of being seen and more specifically being judged and misunderstood. And now working with the records, I'm realizing that, That judgment was just a reflection of myself. I was judging myself and judging others. So the more that I allow myself to fully love and forgive and accept myself exactly as I am without changing myself and do the same for others, the more comfortable I am putting myself out there and sharing my voice. And I have a few questions just to wrap up. The first one is, if you could write any message on a billboard that millions of people would see, what would you write? Be you. That's a good one. (laughs) And then since the umbrella topics of this podcast are sensuality, spirituality, and self-love, I have one question for each one. The first one is, what turns you on in life?
1: What turns me on in life? Um, Connecting with people like we are here, you know, sharing, sharing about uh, possibilities, and um, and helping others to shift uh, to shift their perspective, you know. Like I love what I do, like my work. Um, so helping people to shift that their perspective um, and and family. Like I love be with my family. I love travel. Uh, we are we may be moving to Brazil in a in a few in a few months. Yeah, wow. and we're doing everything that I do just from there. Um, just, um, yeah, I think like be right. Be, be, be with, uh, the people in my family, my clients, um, travel around.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm a person that I have fun. If I'm not having fun, I ain't going to do it anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to live. Oh, congratulations on that, on maybe moving to Brazil. That's so exciting. Okay. The next one is what makes you feel most connected to spirit?
1: What makes me feel most connected to spirit is to 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 be in the vibration of the records. Every day I bring my records around me, and I and I and I make my decisions and I make my choices from that place, from the place of um, non-duality, non-judgment, and uh, and the more the more I work with the records, the more uh, you know, it's like you know, tell me who you hang out more and tell me who you are, right? The more I'm in that vibration and I bring that to everything that I do.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And what is your favorite act of self-love?
1: My favorite act of self-love is to connect to my body, meditate. Uh, I love get massages. I love to be, I love to be with me, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, well, this has been absolutely incredible. Again, I'm always so blown away by all of your wisdom and also the embodiment that you have and how you've integrated all of these practices and teachings into your life. So it really is so inspiring. And I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you
1: so much, Nadine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much fun love yes. love <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so finally how can people connect with you how can people find you what are you offering of
1: course so we have our site akashic records institute.com and we have a you know instagram we are growing our youtube channel i'm gonna start a podcast next month so excited <gasps> <Yay! laughs> and um and we and oftentimes about every six to seven weeks we're actually doing that right now we have a a five-day workshop called energetic business breakthrough so i'll share the link and you can we can put it below so that you know it's we have it's a facebook group where you know oftentimes there is this like intense free workshop that we do for like nine days so um, for those of you that wanted to anchor the right energy, the energy behind creating a successful business. So it'll be fun. It We're an honor to invite. We're happening. It's happening right now. Today was the first day.
0: <laughs> oh, no way. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, for everyone listening, I highly recommend following Patricia online. She's on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and she puts out so much free content. Um, So many really helpful videos and words of wisdom. So check her out. And yeah, again, thank you so much, Patricia. This has been so much fun. You're welcome. And thank you. Hi again, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did and that it helped to expand your consciousness and perspective in some way. If you liked what you heard or just want to show some love, It would mean the absolute world if you ranked and reviewed the show, sent it to your friends or family, and hit the subscribe button. This allows more people to discover Soul Nectar, keeps the show up and running, and lets me know you beautiful people are out there listening. And if you do leave a review, make sure to take a screenshot and send it to Nadine at bloomwithnadine.com. That's N-A-D-I-N-E at... B-L-O-O-M-W-I-T-H-N-A-D-I-N-E dot com. And I will personally send a very special gift over your way. Share this episode on Instagram or your other social media handles with your biggest aha moments and takeaways. I'd love to shout you out and hear what resonated with you. Okay, take care and I'll see you in the next episode, my loves. Bye.